0: good evening everyone and welcome to our 302 thoughts this is a part of our one thing series where we review our model for this month and our overall focus which is on social and emotional learning which as everyone knows is a is a huge topic right now in education um but it's also not new so although we've doubled down on this in our schools and our districts we're looking to provide sel services integrated within the curriculum you know this is not something we haven't discussed before Um, but i will say post covid or at least the initial stages of the pandemic um, the social unrest in our country. I think we have to ask ourselves, well, how do we look at this now? How do we begin to implement this in our schools now after all that we've endured um, really as a country, as a community, as a society, as a whole? Um, but TJ, I was thinking just not too long ago that prior to the pandemic, you know, we were heavily focused on trauma-informed care And I think that stemmed a lot of amount of, you know, the focus from the focus from No Child Left Behind and, you know, not to make this about assessment and some political moves. You know, that was so accountability driven and assessment driven and performance driven that sometimes a lot of us felt that it was missing the whole child. And I think ESSA responded that in ways of building elements of that, and we started to recognize some of the trauma, the trauma that a lot of us um, worked to understand, build supports in our schools, and then we really went out because of the pandemic, and now as we're reemerging in our schools and doing our best to keep open, support our kids, um, we're seeing a need for this now more than ever. So, you know, for those listening, TJ and I really thought this would be an appropriate focus for us. And then what we've tried to do is curate some of those wonderful resources out there. We're certainly not the experts on SEL, um, but we surely tried to find them. And that was our goal with with this month's focus. So TJ, you want to dig into what we uncovered?
1: Sure thing, Joe. I want to talk about these six significant ways that you can build an SEL focused school culture, taking SEL school wide. um, As you know, as listeners, we're always trying to get to simple so that you can lead better and grow faster. And in this area of SEL, you just don't want to make it an initiative. It can't be separate from the culture, and it has to be woven into everything that folks are doing in schools. And like Joe said, it's it's more important now than ever. And so we uncovered six strategies, six ways that really will hone your skills and bring SEL to the, to the forefront of everything that's going on in your school. So I'm going to, Joe, if you don't mind, I'm going to go over each of the six, very briefly, and then you can maybe dive into one, and then we'll talk about some resources here and wrap it up. Social and emotional learning needs a framework, right? So you can go out there, we point to Castle and some others, but really the way to build your framework in your school is to have an assemble and a core team. You need a core SEL team, that's the first step to integrating this into school. It has to be on fall on everybody's shoulders, but there needs to be a core team who can help with that and do the primary research. Number two, social emotional learning is for teachers too. the social emotional learning in the culture is not just for your students, but it's also for your teachers. And so we uh, put a model in there for improving self-awareness for staff so that staff can kind of manage stress. Like Joe said, with the trauma, Uh, that we've all experienced it's really important that social emotional learning is used by administrators at faculty meetings just like we want uh, social emotional learning used in the classroom by our teachers you need to do some social and emotional training in your school it's not enough just to do a book study it's not enough just to expect people to 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 know about it. Um, And so we've pointed at some uh, certificate-based courses. We love this concept. we mention it all the time, right, Joe, the concept of the SME, the subject matter expert. We don't use it enough in education. You need an SEL subject matter expert in your school. Number four, we talked about social and emotional learning resources. We're going to end tonight with a few of our favorite. We're going to point at them and and we'll, we'll link to them in the show notes. But really, social-emotional learning is about the skills that students need to um, learn cooperatively and be successful in the workplace um, and beyond school. So it is something that we should build into the curriculum, and that's next. We have to have a social-emotional uh, learning curriculum. Um, we In our blog, we posted a simple table for lesson organization, but the key is to make sure that every lesson plan includes a social and emotional component. I saw it at work today, Joe, um, some really neat things that are built into the PowerPoints that our teachers are using. And then finally, um, we need to set social and emotional goals. And um, we call for not reinventing the wheel here. There's plenty of goals out there, but if we don't set goals around social and emotional learning, um, it's just gonna be that one more thing. And again, we have to weave it into the culture Uh, Joe, you want to take it a little bit further with what we call the blend?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So one primary focus that, you know, that we had this month was, all right, there's enough on schools right now as it is. I mean, I I think if you go through one day, TJ and I were just talking about this with another district, um, friends of ours, you know, it's kind of like we're living in a little bit of doggy years you know, one day is almost feeling like the equivalent of three. And part of that I always find in my own life is just the uncertainty, right? Whenever we have levels and degrees of uncertainty of what's coming up, that adds a level of stress, that stress, whether you're aware of it or not, is starting to wear on you. So, you know, the fatigue you typically would feel at nine is starting to hit you at six. And listen, I could be the only one experiencing this, um, but this is a a real talk with real people who are experiencing real issues. So if you're not one of those, this may not be the right place for you. So we wanted to start doubling down on it. Well, how do we interweave this into what we're doing? So we did come up with the blend and we tried to make it a little catchy so people would remember. But there's a few things that we're always harping on in education, right? Right. It's curriculum, instruction, technology, and accountability. So tech has kind of surfaced up there probably since what, like 2015, I'd say, TJ, in my world, you know, and I think in the state of Delaware with the advent of Brink and some other, you know, areas of focus, but that's really when we started saying this can be a powerful tool in the classroom. So we thought we'd throw it in there. But with when we're going on an SEL level, if we're going to have curriculum, let's think about care. So as much as we're focused on our curriculum, how are we caring for our students? And this is basic Maslow's hierarchy. We want our students to learn, but they need to be in a space in which they can learn. And that's their own mental space and literally the physical space that they're in. When we start delving into instruction and pedagogy, this is when we want insight. So when you think of instruction, think insight. And this is insight into the child, their dispositions. How are they feeling about what they're going to learn? This is a little different from the care piece because we want them to feel comfortable. We want them to feel safe. But insight, do they actually believe they can learn this? You know, We know that we are talking about learning acceleration in our schools. Well, what does it actually look like in the classroom for teachers? Then when we get into technology, we want to couple that with tenacity because I, I know a lot of teachers right now and a lot of students that are a little bit of tech overload. And right now you can bring up some Awesome tech products that are out there. Um, TJ and I were just talking in my in in, um, in my district, our instructional services introduced me to ThingLink. Very cool, awesome. But that also now requires a level of tenacity for us to keep driving and get to degrees of sophistication with that tech. And then with accountability, let's always have some awareness. You know, all of us right now are fatigued. All of us are feeling a little uncertain. So we have to have the accountability. It's what we're here for. Our students still need to learn. Our first hurdle was getting them into the building. You know, this once was considered a hostile environment just a year ago because COVID. Now we have our kids reentering our schools. But let's do that with a level of awareness. Let's always remember that this is a people business. Put people first. And although we have accountability models, we also have support. So as we continue to support our staff, we push them further to get our kids to achieve. They know they're doing it in a working, loving environment. So that's the blend. And it's all about educating the whole child.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Joe. I love that care, insight, tenacity, and awareness. is just as important as curriculum, instruction, technology, and accountability. That, that is the SEL approach, uh, making sure kids are comfortable and drawing out that insight. We could do a whole show on dispositions, right? So it's a really critical piece. Um, I do want to mention some resources before we close out. Something that we're really have uh, uh, drawn our attention is... Uh, Lorea Martinez, she's got a great blog at loreamartinez.com. L O R E A M A R T I N E Z.com. She wrote Teaching with the Heart in Mind, and she's got a heart and mind model and a bunch of other things. What draw our focus is this great model that she has that she says um, it's ERC. Um, We talked a little bit about it in the blog, but I love it. It's eliminate, reduce, and cope. It's for stress. We can use it with our teachers. What can we do? I mean, imagine doing this at a faculty meeting. What can we eliminate from our lives that's causing our stress? Maybe get some partners to help us um, to find that. You can't always eliminate, so sometimes you have to reduce your stress. Um, How can you, uh, you know, reduce the things that are causing the most stress for you? And finally, how, what are the mechanisms for coping? I know I meditated right before the Joe, the show, Joe. I used my meditation app uh, Headspace and just made sure that I was reducing my stress throughout the day. Um, and by the way, Lorea Martinez, if you're a Delawarean, she's going to be on Focus Ed. All Delaware educators are invited. That's on October 26th at 4pm, we're going to do some book giveaways. It was cool to, it was cool to check that out in our research for the blog, and then just reach out to her. And she's like, Oh, yeah, sure. I'll be on that show. And then if you're not a Delawarean, we'll we'll broadcast that for everybody. Um, another resource, Joe?
0: Yeah, thank you for mentioning Larea. I, and it's funny how that worked out. You stumble upon great things out there. And, you know, one thing that I really have noticed this year is that more people are thinking with their their heart and their head, and that's how we have to approach. And she does a great job with that. You know, the one thing I wanted to mention, and this is a really coupled with last month's show too, with some of the funding out there that might be available. Um, and that's actually getting credentials or certificates around SEL. You know, you can you can read our blog, you can start digging in this work. But one of our strategies was actually to. Get certificated, or if you're going to hire somebody to work on this, it doesn't need to be a full blown degree. But I gotta admit, these when when MOOCs first started, the massive open online courses, you know, they kind of like trickled out. People were high on them in the beginning, and then suddenly kind of. Fizzled, there is some phenomenal stuff out there. Um, I stumbled upon Rutgers. We feature that in a blog. We haven't taken it, but overviewed it. It looked great. And it's a certificate program. So if you're gonna have a counselor start really delving into this work and you want them to start leading professional development in your school, why not support that approach? Why not get them certificated with a credentialed Um, program, you know, that really speaks to this. And, you know, TJ and I have run similar programs for our feedback course, which is our wheelhouse um, and some other things around building a winning team, but things that are so specific around like SEL that you want to have degrees of sophistication when you're trying to work with kids. I couldn't think of a better option than what's available out there. in some of these uh, higher eds, TJ, I was impressed with this one. So that that would be my big takeaway with this. And I can say we're doing similar work. Last year um, in, in my district with diversity and equity, we had quite a few people go through a Cornell course on diversity and equity that we first had vetted from our equity coordinator, looked at that and said, you know what, this is the real deal. And we had a few people credentialed through that. And we felt more confident as they were going to lead the work in our schools.
1: So true, Joe. I mean, listen, folks, areas of distinction and micro credentials are coming. They're coming to education. It's going to be big. It's going to be a movement. Hey, final resource for the night, LaVonna Roth. She's been on our One Thing Series podcast. She's got tons of stuff on SEL. It's all free. By the way, it's free, free, and free with a lot of the stuff that we point to. Um, These are not sponsors of the show. This is just our research and the value that we like to add to our listeners. Lavana Roth, you can find her at igniteyourshine.com. And what she's got on there is a bunch of lessons that teachers could use at every grade level, just actual SEL lessons that you can download and use. It's time to wrap it up. That's it. That's our 302 thoughts uh, for this month, all on the topic of SEL to help you lead better and grow faster. Part of our one thing series it's live recorded. Anybody's invited the next show is on October 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please bring a friend. We'll be discussing how you can have a purpose-focused work life, how to align those core values to your actions every day. People get stuck in the urgent work, Joe, and the important work falls behind. And so we're going to talk about how to keep that important work at the forefront. That's October 20th, uh, 302 Thoughts at 7 p.m., Um, always find us at the schoolhouse 302.com for blog posts, podcasts, um, and much more always on the topic of leadership. We appreciate the likes, the files and shares, and we will see you soon. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, Joe, you know what leaders need these days?
0: What's that TJ
1: sleep. A good night's rest, self-care. We've heard it over and over and over again from our guests on the podcast that you can't pour from an empty cup. Leaders need sleep. One of the number one ways you can replenish yourself and lead better is a good night's sleep.
0: I hear you, but you know what? I'm so tired. I don't even like thinking about, you know, getting a good night's sleep. But, you know, do tell. How do we go about getting better sleep?
1: Well, I think that's part of your problem. Is you need a better bed. It always starts with the bed. That's why we recommend Ghost Bed, our sponsor with thirty thousand plus five star reviews. Their patented sleeping cooling technology gets you to sleep faster and longer than any other bed.
0: That's right, and their handcrafted mattresses come with a hundred and one night at home sleep trial and a two times the industry standard warranty. They're absolutely certain that their beds will work for you.
1: And with free shipping, within 24 hours of your purchase, it's fantastic uh, support from the company. And guess what? Just for being a listener at the Schoolhouse 302, you get 30% off with the use of our code sh302 at checkout. You go to ghostbed.com. You get some sleep so that you can lead better and grow faster. You use sh302 at checkout.
0: Absolutely. And last thing, even if you don't need a bed, you're thinking, wow, I would love to try out GhostBed, but I just bought a bed. Refer someone else for a bed at ghostbed.com. You'll get a hundred bucks for helping someone else get a good night's rest.
1: Wow, that's 30% off with SH302 code at ghostbed.com. A hundred bucks for your referral if you get somebody else a good night's sleep. Better sleep for you, better leadership. Ghostbed.com, you can't beat it. Ghostbed.com. Ghostbed.com.